Well, retailer ShopRite Holdings issuing interim results for the six months to end December today. Profit for the period up 11.5% to 3 billion rand. Turnover up 12.5% to roughly 57.5 billion rand. And sales growing nicely at 12%. Whitey Basson is the CEO of ShopRite and joins us now. Whitey, thank you for your time. Thank you, Anna. I'm ready for you to ask. Great. Let's start with uh, ShopRite's local operations. Now, economists tell us that household disposable incomes have been boosted by lower petrol prices. That, of course, linked to dramatically lower oil prices. Is ShopRite seeing this in its stores? Well, first of all, that was since uh, December. I think that uh, price started dropping. Mm. But are we seeing it in the stores? I think our sales growth is probably slightly better than what it was in the previous six months. So I would imagine that comes from the petrol price and not from anything else. How is ShopRite passing on cost savings to consumers from lower fuel prices, if at all? No, not if at all. We do always <laughs> pass savings on because if somebody else passes savings on, we won't be the cheapest supermarkets which we are. So what we do is we accumulate monies and then we take product categories like bread or whatever it is where we really cut the price and pass that consumer on in bulk numbers as we go. I saw also that you'd made a call for all suppliers in your value chain to pass on these uh, fuel price savings to consumers, even public trans- the public transport industry, because the majority of your customers make use of public transport. Can you talk us through how you've called on uh, sort of public transport to pass these savings on? I don't think we were very specific. We were specific on suppliers, but not public transport. I don't know what they do and what their cost structures is. And I certainly don't want to be in a debate with public transport, <laughs> what they should ask or what they shouldn't ask. But what we said is that everybody that has a saving should try and pass that saving on in the, in the, in the, in the hope of creating jobs in South Africa, because that is the, in the long run is what we need in South Africa. So, we shouldn't be making super profits, anybody in that matter, and rather create jobs like we did. We created 13,000 jobs in the last year, so that's what we thought should be done. And hopefully, so the people that we requested to do that, that they leave on that and actually do it. Absolutely. That figure, 13,000 jobs, quite remarkable. Of course, as you mentioned, job creation, a huge priority and a huge challenge facing the country at the moment. The other challenge that's facing us is, of course, load shedding. And ShopRite saying that rolling blackouts are your biggest concern for the coming months. How much does load shedding cost your business? Well, for the month of December, if we take the few savings for our trucks that delivers goods to the to the stores, there was a saving of approximately 4 million rands. But if we take the diesel that we put into the generators, it was about 8 million rands. So we were down 4 million negative on that one. We're not just worried about the amount of, or the inconvenience of, of load shedding. We're also worried about the tons and tons of goods that we throw away every time that the current goes off because you can do absolutely nothing with something which is pre-cooked or or goes off on the on the shelf. Mm. And the third one, probably we're very worried about how, how far is ESCOM down the line. Can we trust them with load shedding one or three? Uh, and what are the chances for a total blackout? Because then you are actually getting into the area, which worries me a lot, of food safety requirements, because the farmers can't produce if they have a blackout for three weeks or a month or whatever the case may be, let alone now South Africa can operate. And that's, that's a major problem, because most of those big farmers that 
Uh, I think 100 farmers produce something like 70% of the requirements of shop rights, like the fruit and veggies, etc. Now, what happens if those guys, because their their irrigation systems are programmed, mm. that they have to put down a certain amount of litrage per day per for whatever item they have to do, if that goes out of the window, how long do you take to recover orchards or, or plantings? And that could create a, a major food shortage, especially if you see if you see the drought areas in South Africa. So I think I'm very worried about the long-term effect of, of ESCOM and, and where, where it's going to stop. You know, the one hour and two hour we can, we can handle. I wish we could actually put... My, uh, electricity in the grid and say the cost of putting electricity in the grid may be more expensive than than uh, the cost of buying it from ESCOM, but the amount that you add on all the additional cost of labor that is wasted, food that is wasted, etc., I wonder where that time comes to and government should have a good look at can ESCOM actually recover in the three-year period or not. Absolutely. You mentioned you know that ShopRite is, of course, running diesel generators. Is it taking other steps to try and mitigate these risks? And do you know whether your suppliers, like those farmers that you mentioned, are, are sort of working towards trying to protect themselves from a potential blackout? Well, you know, the, 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 if, if you if you protect yourself, first of all, we've got to have a grid that can be fed with, and secondly, you've got to have the opportunity to fit feed into the grid at, at a price. Mm. Somebody has either subsidized or somebody like Microsoft or like uh, 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 Apple went and uh, put ESCOM into their own ESCOM electricity into their grid to help the people in the shops to have power. So it's it's a it's a big it's a it's a big it's a big situation in terms of where do you start, where don't you start? I mean, what must a farmer put down to have electricity twenty four seven? Mm-hmm. To run his crops and how what what it costs and what machines be available already we 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 have to wait for generators at times and and it's very costly can mm-hmm. the ordinary guy like spend 160 million rands like we spent just to have generators there on standby which is supposed to work not longer than two or three hours a day I mean there's no way those things can run for three months at a time which yeah. blow them out of the water. Absolutely. Let's stay local. You are describing some of the tough conditions you're facing, but ShopRite did open 53 new stores in South Africa over the um, six-month period. That is broadly in line with what you opened the previous year, but it would suggest to me that you're quite confident on the sort of long-term outlook for for your investments here in South Africa. Can you comment on that? Well, first of all, I mean, we can't go and lie down and say we're shutting shop, so that would be stupid. And, and secondly, I mean, if you look at the demographics of South Africa and you look at the opportunities for South Africa, South Africa should be a rich country that has a bigger, a higher growth rate than the rest of Africa, not at 1.2%. Mm. But somewhere down the line which are between ourselves, business people, government, who else is, we should re- remedy the situation that we can get at least to play with the other big players in the world. I mean, oil was never uh, in South Africa, so we can't blame the lack of oil. So it's purely the lack of production or whatever goes along with that. And, and, and that's a combined effort. Hopefully the Minister of Finance creates an opportunity where fixed investment will come into South Africa. We can create jobs and get back onto the growth rate. You mentioned the Minister of Finance, Whitey. If Ntlantla Nene could tomorrow in his budget speech give you one gift, what would that be? What would you like to hear him say? 
I'd like to hear him say that everybody whose surname starts with a B pays no tax. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, let's talk about, well, not quite tax, but debt, rather. Um, the over-indebtedness of many South Africans, particularly in the low-income sector, is very clearly exhibited in the bad debts of furniture retailers. But ShopRite's OK Furnitures uh, seems to be sort of bucking that trend. You opened 43 new stores effectively over the period, also reporting very good sales growth in the low-income market and increased turnover for OK Furniture. These are healthy results. What is that telling us about the low-income market and perhaps its over-indebtedness? Well, first of all, uh, since, we've been, since we've invested in the furniture business, which actually comes out of the OK uh, pot in 1997, we've never actually, uh, uh, as a policy, gone over too high a figure of debt. So we are very comfortable with our debt provisions and the writers we have. And we'd rather not do a sale than put somebody under constraints that they can't pay back the sales. So, so that's the way that we rather suppress our sales, but make sure that our book is healthy, that our profitability are healthy, and that our customers are healthy. There we go. Conservative and responsible um, sort of stance there, it seems. Lastly, you are in 14 other African countries planning to open more stores in the year ahead on the continent to bring your total number of stores to 200. Are there any plans? Does ShopRite have any plans to expand beyond Africa? (laughs) ShopRite has plans to expand wherever there's an opportunity. The problem is that up to now we have not been in a position to say, listen to our shareholders, we need X amount of billions of rand to go and open up somewhere else in the world. So the opportunities are, I mean, Europe is not looking at its best. Uh, there's a lot of hassles in terms of, of trade opportunities in, in the world. And I think the African continent probably at this point in time offers the best opportunities. But who knows, tomorrow may change and Las Vegas is not a bad place to have a superstore. <laughs> no plans to go back to India? Yes, we do. One day when the Indian government actually decides what they, what their <laughs> policy really is. There we go. That was Whitey Basson, the CEO of ShopRite.